Father, when you tell us to move out, may our only response be, here I am, Lord, knowing that your will is perfect and that you have a plan, a perfect plan. It may not make sense to us at first, and it may never make sense to others, but it makes sense to you, and that is all that matters. Help us, Father, and may we bring glory unto your name every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Parallel society, they say. Well, my friends, you might want to start considering the kingdom of God, which means to be Christ first. And I'm starting to believe that on many levels that Christ first irritates other first, such as America first that we've been talking about. But this is expected because when anything is put before the Lord, this becomes an irritation that will surface as it is addressed. This irritation has a more fitting name, though, and that is called conviction. And the correct response is repent. Thomas 86 Patriots on Gap says, well, they go hand in hand, one nation under God. And I replied to Thomas 86 Patriots and said, good morning, sir. The key word is under. Thanks for pointing that out. I think that he agreed because he didn't like my post and reposted it. And it, I mean, it's just, it's as plain as day. It's right there. One nation under God. Therefore, Christ is first as America is under God. Another Gab user had replied something similar and said, I think that you're being a little bit too hard. I don't think so. I don't think I'm being hard at all, but I will be fair to those who have Christ first actions, even though they claim to be America first. I'll let God be the judge of their intentions. Yesterday, I saw a post from a congressman who claims to be America first. He's openly fighting for what I see to be a Christian cause, and I must give credit where credit is due. Now, I don't know if he actually associates with the America first gripers or gropers or whatever they call themselves, but he claims to be America first, and he's fighting for a Christ first cause. He says, I joined Representative Chip Roy in addressing our concerns to the Finnish Parliament about overt and draconian Finnish persecution of Christians in that country. Finland has proud Christian roots and and such persecution that the globalists engage in needs to stop. And here's a letter that's signed by a few congressmen from the House of Representatives, it says to the Honorable Pavi Rasin, M.D., and the Reverend Dr. Johanna Bohala, in the spirit of Christian solidarity, we write to offer you our support, encouragement, and our prayers during this trying time. Miss Rasana and Bishop Pohala, we have kept you in our prayers over the past months as we watch your cases from the United States, knowing that this challenge you face is not merely legal but spiritual. Over the last three years, we have faced targeted legal harassment simply for confessing Christ and expressing your belief in the teachings of the Bible. Sadly, your public profession 
of the gospel has culminated in criminal charges and a day in court. While many would have backed down under the pressure, you have cared yourselves with grace and love for your neighbors while directing people towards Christ. For for that, you can always hold your heads high. We understand that the rights to freedom of speech and freedom of religion must be vigilantly guarded lest we lose them. We appreciate your decision to stand up for your fundamental human rights so that no one else would be deprived of those same rights. As you prepare for final arguments, please know that we stand with you and will keep you in continuous prayer. If there is anything we can do to be of assistance, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. Until then, we hope that you will keep in your hearts the words of the psalmist. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. And here these congressmen sign it. Uh, Chip Roy and many more, Michael Cloud. So here is a letter of correspondence to a foreign entity for a Christ-first cause. And I will give credit where credit's due unto these men who have made this bold statement in defense of fellow brothers and sisters for Christ in a foreign land because this is kingdom first. And this letter was dated February 11th, 2022. So in a way, I can see this response, this Christ-first response for this foreign government. This transcends beyond the statement, America first. It is as if the Lord said, move out and speak on the behalf of your brothers and sisters in this foreign land, much like a command to move out to Babylon, to Egypt, to Nineveh, where men and women can still accomplish God's work, even under these banners. We read about one of these in our reading today. It's sort of like an infiltration. In Genesis chapter 46, 1 through 4, and Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. And God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here am I. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thy eyes. So here we see that the will of God extends beyond a national border. And I'm pretty sure that Pharaoh thought that Egypt was first. I'm pretty sure that Pharaoh was Egypt first. Yet the Lord called Israel to move there. Not to mention, he gave ranking power to Joseph within that same country. So some are called to exit Babylon and Egypt, while others are called to move to Babylon and Egypt. Our only response to God when he calls us to move out wherever it is should be, here I am. Then we're going to pack up all our goods and then we're going to move out. Which I feel to be a, a rather fitting title for today's episode. Number 46, move out. But here's the good news. The good news is that 
whether it's to or from these places, God will always walk with us. And he has a plan already laid out for when we arrive. Petrie, Mr. Nobody on Gaps is so very true. I know which way not to go right now. I suppose the preparation is yet happening, so I wait as he strengthens me. I'm praying much more these days as I have more time than before. Well done, my good and faithful servant is on my mind as I think of my wife's life. I'm looking forward to see her again, but we have work to do. And I agree, my brother, just like Jacob had work to do in Egypt, just like Joseph had work to do in Egypt. And it wasn't easy getting there. It was painful. Therefore, ultimately, I cannot judge exactly what the Lord has planned for someone else's life. And neither can you. We can't judge why he put some in Babylon and Egypt to preach for him. We can't judge why he tells others to move out. All I know is that each of us are responsible for accomplishing the will of God for our own lives whatever that looks like. And it's for this reason that I will continue to fail clicks. I've always failed clicks. I've failed high school clicks. I've failed college clicks. 101, I've failed military clicks. I've failed church clicks. I don't do clicks at all. It is all kingdom's sake here. I do not conform to clicks. I conform to Christ. And this is why I will not conform to any other first than Christ first. Because he is the one who tells us to move out. I'm a trench fighter. And I've ministered to fellow trench fighters all of my life. And this has protected me from the puke of partiality for personal and platform gain. I hurl a little bit every time I see it. When I do, I want to minister to the unknown and forgotten all the more, even if that means going to Egypt and Babylon. James chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring, and goodly appear, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and you have respect to him that wear of the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place. And say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are you not then partial in yourselves? And are become judges of evil thoughts. So all I have to say is if that God tells you to move out to Egypt, Babylon, Nineveh, or wherever, do not be razzled and dazzled by their magicians. This is what Egypt does. This is what Babylon does. This is what Nineveh does. So do not get excited when someone tells you what you want to hear. Do not get excited when someone says the name of Jesus while throwing him a couple of religious dog bones. We must never forget that Satan and his ministers are false flag ministers of light. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen through 15 And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Solid Rock on Gab replies, false teachers and apostates, we were warned about these deceivers. 
This is infiltration from within wolves in sheep's clothing. What better way to lead the flock astray than to present yourselves as holy? Listen to what people say, watch what they do, and always be in the word of God. Pray for discernment. And I will add, they are not to infiltrate us. We are to infiltrate them. When God tells us to move out and to go into Egypt, we're not putting on magician tricks. We're putting on the word of God. And I agree, my brother. We must pray for discernment. Duzleski says, amen. Lots of mainstream preachers are truly ministers of evil. They are easy to spot because they don't testify of Jesus and preach a weak gospel of prosperity and tolerance. They tickle the ears of the masses and they heap up wrath while suppressing the truth. Pray for the repentance. And I agree. We're not to abandon any man. Yesterday, Kyle Rittenhouse came on there and said he's got great news. I replied with something like, yeah, don't they all? And usually it doesn't have anything to do with the good news. But this doesn't mean that we abandon Kyle. This doesn't mean that we abandon these America First Groper leaders. We pray for them with the hope that they will come to repentance in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hasn't God been patient and long-suffering with our foolishness? Do not be fooled, though, at the same time by their magic. While at the same time, be careful not to offend when not necessary. But this takes discernment, as our brother has mentioned. We must pray for discernment when to address their foolishness and when to be careful not to offend. Verse 33 through 34, Genesis 46, And it shall come to pass when Pharaoh shall call you and shall say, What is your occupation? That you shall say, Thy servant's trade hath been about cattle from our youth even until now, both we and also our fathers, that you may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Notice that there was a necessary conformity to a national custom. Because the mere title of shepherd was an abomination to the Egyptians. Even though it was a term that was cherished as a trade to Israel. But sometimes in order to reach certain people, you have to understand their customs. You have to understand their lingo. One of those customs include no doubt paying taxes as we read about today. In Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of David into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of in lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So here we see that indeed the house of Joseph that included Mary and Jesus paid taxes. It said that all went to be taxed. So here we see that taxes were paid regardless of the misuse and abuse of the taxes that we pay even today. We have unheard of inflation occurring. And do you think 
Did I like to see my hard-earned money being wasted? I try to be a good steward of what God gives me, and then the government takes their portion and does what they do. But yet we pay taxes for the same reasons that the house of Joseph paid taxes. Speaking of inflation, the, the greatest inflation is occurring right now as I speak. Listen to this clip I came across on a blaze.com clip that was posted on Gab TV yesterday. Historically speaking, anytime a country has fallen, the final thing that happens before the country falls is the final, the final thing is you see intentional inflation. What does that mean? It's where the government weaponizes the monetary system. So just a brief history for those of you who have not heard this history before. You've heard it again. It doesn't help to hear, it doesn't hurt to hear it again. Listen to this. Germany, 1923. The price is doubled every 3.7 days because the inflation rate was 29,500%. And you might say, what? Well, we go to Nicaragua, 1980. The highest monthly inflation was 120%. Prices doubled every 16 days. You say, ah, that was the 80s, 90s. Yugoslavia, prices doubled every 1.4 days. The inflation rate hit a record 313 million percent. What? And you go, well, that was just the 90s. How about, you know, Zim 2008, Zimbabwe? The inflation rate hit 79.6 billion percent, meaning that the prices doubled every 24.7 hours. Ladies and gentlemen, Venezuela, 2013, after the Maduro and Chavez family switched the vote. Sound familiar? The Maduro and Chavez family, the communists, they started a company called Smartmatic. They switched the vote. Didn't matter how you voted. They switched the vote. And inflation jumped to 41%. And then in 2018, the inflation rate was 65,000%, thus destroying a formerly prosperous country, turning it into a third world country. That's a fact. And so what's happening right now is and again, I'm not quoting Jack Dorsey as America's favorite person. I, I don't like Jack Dorsey. He's the founder of Twitter. Uh, allegedly, I'm just telling you what he just posted. This is on his, his Twitter account. He says hyperinflation is going to change everything. It's happening. And that was dated October 22nd. But I'm here to tell us, friends, let none of these things distract us. Taxes, inflation, whatever. Let none of it distract us from being Christ first. And if God tells us to move out, move out. My 15-year-old son, he came with my wife and I yesterday on our Valentine's date. And he said, Dad, your podcast episodes are getting longer. Now keep in mind, this podcast began initially for his sake. So he doesn't have a choice but to listen to these episodes. But my reply was, I know, son. We have little time and I need to armor you up as much as possible with the word of God before you face this antichrist world and you become overwhelmed by this antichrist world because you will face it here in a few years. My prayer for all of my children is that God would get hold of their hearts as he has mine, that they truly would be Christ first in word and deed. May Jesus Christ have the preeminence in all things in their lives. May Jesus Christ have the preeminence in all things in your children's lives. And I got many replies this morning with that same prayer request for their children. Otherwise, this world will continue to chew them up and spit them out. 
while they are continually deceived and razzled and dazzled by this world that has nothing to offer, no peace to give. Now, another reason that I cannot judge these places that God tells us to move out to is because the, the work of Christ is always found in the least likely of places, like the manger that we read about this morning. In verse 11 through 12 in Luke 2, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Have I mentioned that his name is Jesus? Capital J-E-S-U-S. Verse 21, and when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, to know Jesus is to know salvation. But know Jesus is no salvation. It's just a mere difference on the spelling of the same sounding word. To know, K-N-O-W, and to know, N-O. Verse 28 through 31, Then took he up in his arms, and he blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. He knew Jesus. He saw him. He says, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. To see Jesus is to see salvation. To not see Jesus is to not see salvation. You will either fall or rise because of this name and you cannot hide from him. Judgment is coming. Verse 34 through 35. And Simeon blessed him and said unto Mary, his mother, behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. For a sign which shall be spoken against, yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. You will not be able to hide. I will not be able to hide. No one will be able to hide from the glory of God and his salvation that's found in Christ. But for some reason, many of our men think they can hide while our women grasp these truths these days. More men are seemingly attracted to J6 false flag honeypots and horrible political movement leaders that are led by women-hating incels, such as America First. In Job chapter 13, verse 4 through 5, we read today, But you are forgers of lies. You are all physicians of no value. Oh, that you would altogether hold your peace, and it should be your wisdom. But in that same chapter of the book of Job, we read about those who are Christ first, who say, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. He also shall be my salvation, for an hypocrite shall not come before him. Never underestimate the prayers in the ministry of women. These same women who have seen right through the evil of the America first gropers. Sometimes I think God... Here's my wife even before me, and maybe sometimes he does. We read about one of these faithful women, also in Luke chapter 2, verse 36 through 37, and there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Aser. She was of great age, 
and, li- and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. So you might not want to mess with these women, gropers. Never underestimate the power of their prayer. Never underestimate the humanity of a person who has surrendered to Christ by faith, period. This same humanity of Christ that we read about today is beautiful as it aged and as it grew. And our humanity becomes beautiful as well in him by faith. And it also ages and grows. Verse 40, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Here we see that this humanity is subject to Christ. It is Christ first in all things. Christ has the preeminence to include his human parents, Mary and Joseph. Verses 48 through 50, And when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto him, How is it that you sought me? Wist you not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. Listen, my Christ friends, we may not understand the saying when the Lord tells us to move out, when he tells us to move out. All I know is do it. And we will soon understand some things I have yet to understand, some things I will not understand for some time why God says to do what God says. But I do it anyways by faith. And guess what? It's been many things in my life that I look back now decades ago and I could say, wow, I can see now exactly why the Lord told me to move out. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, Will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah? There is a river, the streams, whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah, come. Behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the, the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God, and I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.